0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Hey, good morning welcome into a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904. If anybody in this town's awake or outside of town is listed on the app, give us a call this morning, 205-342-9904. Let us know how it is uh, in your area if you've been out driving. I did drive in uh, this morning from uh, off of Rice Mine Road out there uh, from the towns. Uh, you know, it's uh, it looks pretty kind of bad honestly but uh if you go slow you will think you'll be uh fine I'll get on these uh, back roads and I'll be extremely careful cuz there are there is ice out there I did not hit any coming in but just obviously give yourself a few extra minutes as you travel uh, to work or where no no school today. So as you travel to work this morning, the X accounts at locker room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for our show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. If it has to last, it has to be tough with standing the elements, and we got elements going on now year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood for projects that stand up against Mother Nature's best. Be sure to head down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine, the lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project, and always remember: if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Justin. Uh, they actually dad put Justin up. They was afraid he wouldn't get to talk to us this morning. So they put him up at the Ramada Inn across the street, make sure he got here this morning because he does live out a little bit. So he did not have to drive, which is, which is good. Uh, good morning. How are you this morning? What happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? They used to, they were one of the best teams in football. They looked pitiful, especially, well, offensively and defensively last night. Good morning. How are you this morning?
2: You talking to me? You
1: talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you.
2: Okay, yeah, I Philadelphia uh, went on hard times. Even a lot of talk about the coach getting it. Getting it. they lost. They lost about two or three early games uh, back to back to back, and and they they ended up looking like they were bred to throw it in, and they did. And, Of course, um, after you won that many like that, it's your fans are all just grumbling. We'll see what happens in pro football. You you can't ever tell the weather. Is not a factor, but it is a factor in some in a little bit. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know what, what, exactly what happened. Anyway, on the on the college level, uh, came Womack, um, uh, uh, probably uh, who's the head coach at South Alabama, and would will we'll, uh, Let me explain to you listeners that Mobile is a very big Alabama town. But we'll know the recruiting. He's going to be the new defensive coordinator, according to people. I don't know it for a fact, but that's what they say. But not only his ability to to handle the defense, but also to uh, know the coaches down there and get things on on a even keel down there with a new coach coming in. Uh, Auburn has come out and said that they're doing everything they can to to get the continuity with their staff straightened out. That. It wasn't straightened out after the bowl game against Maryland. And uh, that was the only comment that they made. Uh, uh, Jamie uh, French, I guess you could announce it, the five star from Jacksonville, decommitted to Alabama. There's going to be a lot of ifs and ands and this and that that, uh, that you know, liable, to the time I tell you, it'll liable to be changing. So, whatever. Uh, Gillespie and Roach are staying uh, with Alabama. I think uh, both of them have their key on recruiting. Uh, they coach uh, the defense and, and one of the uh, running backs coach, but the defensive thing uh to be darn sure that the people that they have are going to stay uh because they're close to them and also they're recruiting some guys that are very important uh, to uh to alabama ross Boric uh the ohio state uh, uh is looking for a d and the rumor is that uh Guy from A and M, uh, will I believe he's, I believe he's at A and
1: M? Yeah, Ross Bjorks. So you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so he's at A and M. So they. Some talk <laughs> yesterday about Milro not, you know, not being going to play. Uh, that's money talk. Uh, probably agent talk, money talk. Um, I think he's 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 going to be back, so it's no problem there. I don't think what I'd get. I can can tell you one thing, and something else could happen in five minutes later. Tonight, um, I'll go over the four games very quickly with you. Florida's to Tennessee. Florida's playing better. They won't beat Tennessee, probably Knoxville. Missouri's Alabama at six. Um, Missouri has not played quite as well. Alabama continues to play well. There's a good chance for them. Georgia's to South Carolina. Both of them have played better. Uh, Georgia's gone on the road and beat Missouri at Missouri. Uh, had some good wins. Uh, almost beat Tennessee. So um, we'll see what happens that game. It's a, a game where one of them will probably be at the NCAA tournament. And these two teams will be, um, they're, they're going to be out. The losers going to be straight. Stri- A&M's at Arkansas. Arkansas is not playing very well. I talked to Tom Hart last night, um, and he called me in. We visited, and uh, A&M, you know, one of them is going to lose, and both of them are down in the pack. They're not going to win. And I'll stick by my gr- grounds is that I feel like the team that wins it will be 14-4. That's all
1: I got. All right, looking Kane uh at his background. uh Prior to South Alabama, uh, from two thousand one year, I guess nineteen and twenty, he was the defense coordinator, linebacker coach at Indiana. I guess he and DeBoer were together, and David Ballou as well. Uh, two thousand eighteen, he was a linebacker coach. Uh, he was at South Alabama prior to that uh, as a defensive coordinator before going uh, to Indiana. He played at uh, Dad. He played at Arkansas and Southern Miss. So he played at Arkansas and. 05 to 06 Southern Miss 2007 2009 was a fullback and tight end. Uh, he is 36 years old from Springfield, Missouri. Um, obviously, he was making 850 thousand as the head coach at South Alabama. He'll probably more than double uh, that uh, here at Alabama so the familiarity there, uh, Tavares Robinson, I mean, I forgot the fact that he was a—he used to be the coordinator at uh, South Carolina. Never really did a great job as a coordinator. Was an excellent recruiter, so you do lose a big-time recruiter there. I don't know that uh, you didn't get a better defense coordinator than him uh, coming in. But, I, you know, we don't know. And people, when they go to these social media accounts and ask them, what are your thoughts, that would be like asking – you and I, what are our thoughts about whether this guy's a good defensive coordinator or not? We don't know. <laughs> just wait and see. If he's got good players, he'll be a good defensive coordinator. If he doesn't, he won't. But it will be a different defense. Uh, Coach Saban's had his hands in it what that for 17 years. So it'll be a whole new deal for these guys as they, as they come in and, and start to build this roster and build this program uh, to the way they want to do it. Uh, just your thoughts about all that.
2: Well, first of all, Kevin Steele was pr- pretty much on the inside, knowing that coach was going to leave, didn't want to get into a discussion as to whether he was going to be the defensive coordinator or not. He's had, he's 66 years old. He's had enough, so that opened it up. Uh, Robinson was at South Carolina. I think he's an excellent recruiter. Uh, I think uh, I think Georgia knows what they're doing by getting because players win games. Sure, and. Um, so I, I think the new defensive coordinator is fine. I do think that uh, that you also hire a guy like that that uh, has familiarity with all the coaches down there because your new coaches coming in don't uh, look. Uh, Demore can come in and recruit. They, they, his staff can come in and recruit. Their problem is is getting there, and but they know how you know how to recruit, and you can recruit anywhere if you do a good job. The transfer portal now is quite different than it was years ago. You have Two opportunities to go in and get players. One is your ability to sign so to, to get somebody that uh, you feel like is the best player, and you you recruit him straight up. And the other one, of course, is to go to the transfer portal. So I think um, we'll have, as Barry said, we'll have it up and down all year. Um, you know, why do you keep this guy? Why this guy leave? Those kinds of things. Listen to me. They know what they're doing, and they know what they need to start their start their program. Going to be a very difficult job. The guy's done an excellent job in coming in as the head coach and saying the right things and acting the right way and and leaning on. It's, it's just as uh, if you read this morning uh, the article about uh, when Greg went to to visit with with him, uh, the, with Caitlin, uh He he did a good job there. He never met him. He him in a hotel with his wife and and visited with him. But they know what they were doing, is my point. As my point, so and, and they did what they
1: thought was the best. Yeah, uh, and I talked about yesterday the other side. Uh, Jeff Allen uh, is coming back, uh, so I know a lot Good. of people are excited about that. Jeff Allen, uh, what a yeah. great guy, uh, the, the best in the business. So really, you'd say it's a no brainer. But sometimes you don't know. I think David no. Ballou, uh is coming back, but one guy that's not. I don't know this guy personally, uh, Jonathan King. Uh, he's the creative director for Alabama football. Uh, and so he uh, goes to X for Twitter after seven years as creative director of Alabama football. I've been let go. Uh, I've gotten to work with so many amazing people, do some incredible work, and I'm thankful for the opportunity my family and I were afforded. Abrupt endings can bring a lot of fear and confusion, but God is doing a good thing. If He has, if he has something more exciting than Alabama football lined up. I can't imagine the adventures to come. If anyone out there is looking for someone to lead your creative team, I'd love to talk. So that's the other side to this. We get all excited about these other coaches coming in, but the guys that uh, are brought into the office and said, you know, hey, it's not personal. I don't know if Coach DeBoer hasn't. A- person in this area that he wants to bring. But uh, th- those, to me, that are the most difficult situations of all. Because this guy's not making whatever, you know, Tommy Reese is t- difficult as well, but he was not making $2 million a year. This guy was, you know, probably making a decent living. But uh, th- that's difficult on guys like that.
2: Sure it is, and the way you handle it, the way you handle it and the way you dismiss them needs to be a r- the right way. Uh, you don't barge in or just, you know, you don't, you don't handle it that way. For for the lack of me, uh, because of my problem with names, the big tall guy who I know real well, who's kind of in charge of the of the players, knowing the numbers and all that, he was walking in with Coach yesterday morning. Ponder, yeah. Ponder. yeah, he's yeah. he's retained as well. Yeah, he, uh, he, he Coach, uh, look, here's here's where you lean on. Here's where you lean on on Coach. You lean on Coach as the new head coach. And knowing the people who are behind the scenes are, who are important, and uh, he can tell you exactly. He, I walk in there. I don't know Ellis Ponder is that important. He is very important. So that's the kind of thing. You, uh, uh, do you need to keep the people that are there? You sure do. Um, they're they're recruiting people to come in, but the people that are there need to be there. They're going to lose some um, because people are going to go after them now uh, because. There was – it's just like it come out in an article that says Texas is after Alabama now. Well, to some degree that's true. Uh, Sark doesn't feel as bad about going to Alabama and getting a player uh, as he would if Coach were there because Coach bailed him out. And so that, that article, in a lot of ways, is true. Uh, when, with Coach there, and as Barry has mentioned, I've mentioned that Coach did a lot for a lot of coaches who were struggling – uh, a lot of them up there. A lot of them up there. Analyst, at thirty thousand a year, which is there, but they're working. Um, so when Coach leaves, they go after your guys a little bit more with Coach there.
1: Yeah, um, sure. And uh, people get mad about that. That's business. Uh, that's their job. Isaiah Bond, uh, you yep. get mad if he got the money. I think he got. Then nobody would turn that down. Plus, let's be honest, he's going. Uh, to play for a great offensive coordinator and Quentin, yours can really throw the football. So he's probably looking at that, saying, "You know, Jalen Milrose a good quarterback. He's a good running quarterback. He's a he's a pretty good passer, but he's not like this kid. And I can make more money, and I can go to a guy that can throw the ball better." Uh, so, but one of the things I and then we we'll get to break that I liked that Coach DeBoer said is we build our a uh, system around our talent. Uh, so he's not married to a system. So if he has a guy like Jalen Milrod has got great legs and can run, now people say that. It's easy to say, uh, and I'm sure he will uh, will do that. Because when you look at this guy, this guy's record, now I don't, you can say NAI, whatever, it, it's all relative who <laughs> you're playing. Sure it is. Uh, for this guy to have only lost 12 football games and won, what is it, uh, Justin, 104 or whatever it is. That's impressive now i will, I will say that I don't care who you're playing
2: you stand with a comparison you stand to, when you come in with a comparison test all of you want to give the comparison test mm-hmm. to the former head coach we, you know we already know that the schedule is quite different uh, people leaving now because the because of coach leaving that they can't do anything about uh, there would be more there will be more people leaving than come in that they just will during this period of time there won't be as many coming in as the will of leaving. So the comparison test, you know, is, is big with, you know, and then, and the comparison test, nobody liked Tommy Reeves but me. And, um, I liked him a great deal. Uh, if you don't put that ball in Milrose's hands and, and they don't make it to you, you wonder why they don't on that last play. So new, the new offensive guy that's coming in that didn't get the head job with tears in his eyes. And I don't blame him after being there that long. I was a, if I hadn't gotten it, um, is you know, is coming in and going to run do his stuff with the, with a quarterback that and look, everybody coaches him different, and he'll come in in a different way and coach him different than Tommy did. Tommy did a very good job. And Milrow liked Tommy a great deal. It didn't work
3: out. Yeah, it would be
1: interesting to see how uh, DeBoer handles quarterbacks. You knew Nick Sabre was never going to name a starter unless it was just a clear cut. He probably would have this year with Milro, possibly, but. How he handles that. How does he handle practice? How does he handle it? will be everything's going to be totally different and it's actually be exciting uh, to see maybe it done a different way. Royal cleaners, they want to make your life easy. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in North Porter or 4851 Rice Mine Road for all your cleaning needs, only one choice in this community and that's Royal 205 391. Zero, zero, three, four. We'll get to your phone calls next. That's a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9
4: traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a significant accident involving an overturned vehicle. This has occurred on eastbound McFarland between Westwood School Road and Falls Cutoff. Roadway is blocked there for the moment. That area also has ice, as does a lot of the Tuscaloosa region this morning. Extremely hazardous conditions. And where the roadways are not iced over, they are wet. So this is not going to be a pleasant day to be out. Stay home if it's at all an option for you this morning. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread.
1: Good morning. This is Mary Kay from the Town Square Media Newsroom. Extremely cold temperatures continue as an Arctic freeze blasts through large parts of the United States, including here in Alabama, where Governor Kay Ivey has issued a state of emergency,
5: which includes some counties in West Alabama, like Fayette, Lamar, Pickens, Tuscaloosa,
1: and Walker. Alabamians should be prepared for bitterly cold temperatures and even single digit wind chill values. Also, the winter weather. Weather has impacted various schools and businesses. For a full list of closings, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. Tell me-
5: Windy and very cold today. Partly to mostly sunny, the high 26. The wind chill index will be in the single digits much of the day. Tonight, a hard freeze, clear with the low at 11. And tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine with a high at 37. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 16 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hot!
0: Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back. Yellowwood pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to. All right, right to the Yellowwood hotline. Good morning, Philip. How are you?
3: Hey, y'all. How you doing today?
1: We're good. How good are
3: right. you, buddy? Good. Good. Uh, yeah, I saw where Ellis Ponder was retained. That was kind of interesting, so I guess he'll be sort of a co-CEO or something with Courtney Morgan, but who knows? Um, I counted – I went through the roster, and – um Counting the guys that, that Alabama signed back in December, I've got the roster currently at, at seventy. There's three guys I, I'm not sure about: Quindarius Robinson, Jeremiah Alexander, and and that punter, Connor, uh, the kicker, Connor Talty. So it's either it's around seventy or seventy three that I've got on board right now. So there's going to be some opportunities for some guys to get signed. I think out of high school here. In a few weeks that that thought
1: they didn't have a chance, I bet. Yeah, I don't know about the high school. Uh, I think probably most of the guys that are Alabama quality probably signed early, but it'd probably be a deal where they hit the portal. Uh, I haven't counted those numbers up. I'll trust you on that, but there may be some guys on there that you're not sure about, Uh, but uh, I think they will hit the portal. I know uh, Washington's got some guys leaving. I think they're starting centers leaving. Uh, so we'll see, uh, you know, as they start bringing the staff, what they do. And they, they got to look at it uh, and find out where do they need guys. Uh, he's got to really pour through Thank this you. roster and find out uh, where you may want guys, but there's certain positions where you need people. And, and I'm sure they'll do that.
3: Hey, let me ask you this right before I go. Um, I, I'm, I saw, if you can believe everything you read online, that, that, Coach Robinson and and Coach DeBoer apparently had a three hour interview yesterday. That's a long time to interview and turn that down.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if it's with the truth in that. And I don't, you know, who knows, was he offered a co coordinator spot? Everybody thinks Womack was coming regardless because of the relationship there. So I don't know. I I really don't mm -hmm. know. What's your thoughts about was Tavares, is Tavares Robinson ready to be a defensive coordinator?
3: I don't know. Well, if, you know, if the thing about it is he's, well, I, I, I kind of would have liked for him to stay. I think Sure. No, I to, little, yeah, sure you want him to stay. Sure. Little continuity, a lot of continuity and, you know, it could be a really critical thing in keeping Caleb Downs, you know, so if, that would be brutal if if Downs leaves because, coach robinson left but it could be the case you know familiar familiarity familiarity with these young guys it means a lot to them
1: yeah just but, uh yeah people are just so worried about caleb and they keep printing posting about it stop posting about it you just keep keep it stirred up just let it die and uh, see what happens
3: I actually wish the university would quit uh i don't know if the university does it or not but uh, man, as soon as I hit the portal, I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing it. It creates so much negativity and bad, bad vibes. I, if they portal, I don't know what the rule. I don't know why you got to report that they're portal.
1: Well, somebody's got access to it. Uh, that mm-hmm. when it, that when anybody goes in, they have to put it out. So yeah. it, so it dings. So once it gets out by one person, it's out by all. Well, so-
3: you know this Womack How I think is good. It, it's the first positive news that they've had in a little bit. And kind of because, you know, really, essentially his first day on the job after Saturday was Sunday. I mean, he's only been there, for, what, this is his third day?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, uh, you know, and the problem for like his family and all that, him, I think sometimes you take a job like this, you're pretty close to where you came from. This sucker's all the way across the country. I hope he brought a lot of clothes with him because I don't think he's going home for a while.
3: I don't think he is either. Yeah, <laughs> thank, I don't
7: think he is either. Thank, thank you, Philip. Y'all be good.
1: All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom.
7: Good morning, Barry. morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're fine. <clears throat> you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of things there with uh, the, the defensive coordinator slot. Uh, <clears throat> I keep going back to uh, the interview that Coach Saban had with Reese and the statement that he made that, you know, how uh, – how this year was uh, a drain of energy for him, and and he gave the reason was because of where they started and where they ended up. That was a real energy drain on him. And then the second reason that he gave was uh, of of the energy drain energy drain uh, statement was that he had to spend more time on the defense than he normally would, and that more than he thought he should be have to spend. And those were two interesting, uh, comments to me in light of the fact that he was retiring. And, uh, and personally, I think it was an insult to the coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball. And I really think that it, uh, it's time to blow that defense up because when, uh, Bill, uh, what's his name that said, the Patriots now was there, you know, we averaged 50 points a game, but we couldn't stop freaking nobody. And, uh, Auburn, three years in a row, put over 300 yards rushing on that defense. And, I mean, they're incompetent, and and they have been for some time. And I don't think his uh, Coach Saban's best effort could get them to do what they need to do. They kept making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And I think it's a blessing in disguise that uh, we're going to have to look elsewhere for defensive uh, coaches uh to get uh these players uh to to play like they should play on defense so i don't i don't see all the rave about uh these defensive coaches uh about you know being feeling so hurt because they're leaving uh they need to leave Uh, and uh and and we need uh, a different uh different philosophy on defense
1: dad you think alabama's defense has been bad Do I? Well, I mean,
2: yeah. You, no, you, I don't, you I don't think. I think Kevin Steele does a good job.
1: Personally. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't What did you not like, Tom?
7: Well, I just think it was very inconsistent. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, here here's one thing, and it represents several things over a three-year period. But three years in a row, Auburn shows up to us to play them. And uh and and, and Brian Harson did nothing for recruiting at Auburn and uh uh and and then you know, two years of that and then uh um and then Coach Freeze had a depleted roster and and, and all three years they played us to within one inch of our, our football life.
6: Yeah, one but,
7: inch. Yeah. And they rolled into the game and three years in a row, if you can believe this or not, Auburn it did not have the ability to pass the football. They could not throw it. The only thing they had was to run. Guess what? We give them 300, over 300 yards each one of those years in
3: rushing.
1: How did that, Tom, uh, we got to get out because we got to get to Kevin. How did that defense play against Georgia? This year? Yeah. That's like good. Pretty uh, good. But, uh... <laughs> Thanks, Tom. All right. Uh, not to, I mean, good lands. All right. Uh, we'll take this break. Two Minute in a Truck at 1330 Martin Road Eats. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today 205 247 Two Minute in a Truck. Movers who care. I
0: help. After SEC tournament, Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Locker in Yellowwood. Pressure treated by him from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to. I'll go right to the Yellowwood hotline. He's with Coach Safely Program, right with the Birmingham lead. Uh, as always, on top of everything with AL.com. Enjoy having him every Tuesday. Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Morning. I'm good, fellas.
2: How are you? We're good. Go ahead, Nat. Uh Kevin, we got, um, of course, the new coach at Alabama, and I thought he did an excellent job of of being uh the kind of person that I think he is. And that's that's uh, feet on the ground, knowing what needs to be done and not worrying about what people say. Um I assume the best question to ask you since you're a writer is your thoughts about his his coming to Alabama the good job that well good job I think he did, you know, I I'm quite different from some of these people but I thought he was I thought he's down to earth, knew what he was doing, knows what he's doing. Very hard job, first game they lose, they'll you know turn on him, but uh thus far he's been good
8: yeah he he was himself and and I think we got a glimpse into who he is, which is what which is job one, and it sounds it's gonna sound strange, but that job can change you. And that job can cause you to maybe do things, say things that are, are not you. And the, so the first thing you've got to do is be who you are. Be confident in you, who you are. And he's not a, he's not a, a domineering personality. Uh, you know, Nick Saban came in and just grabbed, went, uh, and I can still vividly remember the day, 17 years ago when he walked into that press conference room in, in the Malmoor building and just took control. He was very forceful. He was dominant. Uh, he was very bold. Uh, that is not Kalen DeBoer's personality. He's more, as you said, grounded, low key. Um, and that's, that's what he was. I thought he was humble, Um, he was, he was who he was. And again, that's, that's a good first step. Don't try to be something you're not to satisfy what you think people want you to be. And, and from that standpoint, I thought he, he did a good job.
1: If you were, uh, given coach, uh, some pointers or suggestions, I don't even know how to word that. Uh, who should he lean on about and I guess it depends on the what area you're talking about. Uh, about I guess when you're the album of football, because his life's changing. His wife, his kids, uh, it's just different. Even you know in Seattle, it's, it's a lot different. Uh, there's gonna be so many people picking at your time. You got to know the important things that you have to do. Uh, you have to learn to say no as well. Sometimes you get a buffer between you. And uh, if it's Ellis Ponder or whoever, but who, who does he lean on for those things? And and what would be your advice to him as the things that he absolutely has to do here as Alabama's football coach?
8: Well, and and I think you hit on a key thing. He has to be able to say no. Yes, because he's going to have so many people, so many more people than he's used to pulling at him, wanting him to speak here. Uh, sign this and endorse that, uh, that he will, if he's not careful, he can get pulled in so many different directions that he's not able to focus on the task at hand. And that doesn't seem to have been a problem for him in the past. But again, he is in a much <laughs> a much larger, a, a much more intense fishbowl than he's ever been. I mean, I mean, think about it. He's in at the University of Washington, as you said, is in Seattle. Well, that's a pro town uh, yeah, as well. You know, they love, they love Dub and they love the Huskies, but they also love the Seahawks and, and they have, a, they have a major league baseball team. And so there's more going on to divert people's attention. And then he was at Fresno state again, small, um, a small pond. He was a, the offensive coordinator at Indiana where football is not the most popular sport basketball is. So, he is he is in a in a very different setting and and look this can be the it can be the undoing of a coach if not only he but his family are not comfortable in that spotlight so and, and look that was that was certainly true for for Dennis Franchoni and his family they they were not they were not comfortable especially his family his wife were not comfortable in that in that spotlight well you better get comfortable because you're going to be in that spotlight. That's one thing that it was an advantage. Obviously, Terry Saban was older. She had been, you know, they had been different places. They'd been, you know, stars, if you will, she had been a star, if you will, uh, at LSU, not, not so much with Miami, but you know, they were, they were used to the spotlight. They were used to, uh, that kind of intense glare and everybody pulling at you. So, I mean, I think there's different people for different reasons that he should lean on. Uh, one thing he's got to do is he, and this is one of the things Nick Saban did early on, was ha, you know get together with or or get to know you know some key boosters. Who who are the people who can really help the program? And that's more important now than ever with NIL. I think it's important that he do that. I think it's important that he get to know. Not every single person on the board of trustees, but it's always helpful if you have a couple of key trustees in your corner that you know that know you that you can pick up the phone and call and say, "Look, what's going on here? I don't understand the situation. Can you explain it to me, or can you give me some give me some background here because I don't know how to approach this?" That's helpful. The most, of course, the most interesting relationship is going to be with Nick Saban himself because that is an unusual relationship to have not only your predecessor. First of all, it started on Saturday. To have your predecessor in the room, that doesn't often happen. Sitting in the front row, that doesn't often happen. Uh, Be the center of attention when the formal proceedings break up and everybody wants to go shake his hand and thank him for a job well done. And really, he's the star in the room. You're not. That doesn't happen very often. So how is that relationship going to work? You know, he said the right things. I thought he was a little, I I thought he was almost a little overly, um, he deferred a little too much uh, in, in in a sense. And you almost have to do that because of Saban's stature. But saying that he wants Nick Saban to tell him something every single day that they can improve on in the program, I thought was a little much, and I and I don't think that's probably the best way to go go about it. Uh, as as he settles into the job, uh, I think that has to be more of a select
1: case by case conversation when necessary. What uh, and then, uh, what what should Nick Saban's role be now uh, for the university and maybe even the football program? Should he be a guy they put out there to go speak to raise? Money. Uh I told Dad they could probably have a, a a dinner uh where he speaks and you could sell tables. You could probably get ten thousand a table of Nick say, and use it for NIL money. Uh mm-hmm. how should the university and how should the athletic department uh use Nick Saban going forward?
8: Well, Nick Saban doesn't need to be the general manager of Alabama football. No, no. He doesn't need to be that involved. Uh, he doesn't need to, again, be that, that that much of a presence because that takes away from Kalen DeBoer being able to put his own stamp on the program. He's got to be able to do things his way. You know, there, there's an Alabama way, there's a Bama standard that was set long before Nick Saban got there. But Nick Saban put his own, <laughs> clearly put his own personality and his own stamp on it. Well, Kalen DeBoer, as we said earlier, has to be Kalen DeBoer and he might have a different notion of how to do certain things uh, in running a football program. So I think you hit on it. Nick Saban, his role really is ambassador for the University of Alabama, and not just for University of Alabama football, but primarily so, but, but for the University of Alabama. And, and you, you hit it on the head. He can command a pretty high price for you know a, a speech, um, appearance at a dinner, a, a speech to a corporation, a company, whatever it might be, he can be probably. Look, let's let's be honest. He's already been the greatest fundraiser they've probably ever had at the university uh, in different ways, right? With uh, the, the way enrollment has exploded, and let's not forget Dr. Witt and his role in all this either. Um, he was certainly key and had that vision to expand the out of uh, out of state student population etc expand the campus build build the build on the campus and so uh, but yeah but Nick has raised so much money for the University of Alabama through the years it's it's not even funny that's why anytime anybody took exception to his salary it was almost laughable because he was his return on investment was <laughs> was pretty special yeah that well um i don't agree with some of the stuff
2: you said but First of all, Nick Saban will be will be will handle it the right way. Secondly, uh, Nick Saban and your new coach will work together behind the scenes, not in front of the scenes. Uh, there will be things he needs to ask coach, uh, and to ask him every day something that I think is good, if that, that's the way you want to put it. Because I think the people that uh, are questioning whether you're there to start with know that you're leaning a little bit because you're, 10,000 miles from home where you have been. So I think that's all good myself. Uh, the biggest thing and that you talk about, yes, knowing, knowing the boosters for money is the money that has come into the University of Alabama has come in for two reasons. One is because they care about the university, and number two, because of the Coach. Uh, one of those two is gone. So the raising of money to get players and players win games. Uh, is the most important factor that he has. Uh, he'll he'll have his assistant coaches coach the team. He'll coach it too. But to get the players that need to be winning games against uh, the Auburn's and the, and the Texas and uh, these people who have money too, uh, the money does not pour into Alabama like people think. Uh, it didn't. It, it disgusted Nick to start with. It, it doesn't pour in. Uh, you can get it, but you got to work at it. And I think that's one thing. that he, Can he recruit? Sure he can. But he's going to have to have the funds to recruit with now. It's not like coming in uh, differently before where you can just come in and put your arm around a guy and hug him uh, or his mother. It, it, it's money, and he's got to know where that money needs to come
8: from and what he needs to do there. Well, you make, you make a lot of good points there, Wimp. And that is, for any head coach, that is what determines whether you're going to be successful over the long term. Yeah. And he's following a guy who was as successful in recruiting over a long period as anyone we've probably ever seen in college football. Probably more so than anyone we've ever seen in college football. It wasn't just Nick Saban. He had excellent assistants who, who knew how to, uh, who knew how to work recruits, get to know key people close to recruits. You know, he had support in a lot of different ways, but there was a structure to, he brought a structure to recruiting, a plan to recruiting. And, and the University of Alabama has a brand that no other college football program in America has. And that, and that brand is stronger now than it was 17 years ago because of the success that they had. Yeah. And that's the, that's the question. The biggest question about Kalen DeBoer is, His ability to recruit and it's not just about his relentless approach to that subject. You know, Nick Saban knew that early on. Nick Saban went to LSU in large part from Michigan state because Jimmy Sexton showed him, his agent showed him that per capita at the time, Louisiana was turning out more NFL players than any state in the country. Per capita, not raw numbers. And, and he knew the value of talent and the value of recruiting. Kalen DeBoer has not yet recruited at anywhere close to that level. Now, he hasn't been anywhere close to – hasn't had the brand of Alabama behind him either where he's recruited in his short time as as an FBS head coach. So that's why getting some guys on the staff that have SEC experience, that have experience in the Deep South is going to be very important because it is more competitive than ever – it's more of a wild, wild west than ever. Uh, the rules don't really apply, although Florida State might beg to differ <laughs> about that. The rules don't really apply. People are using NIL, nil as recruiting inducements. It's happening everywhere. So how much? How can he harness? How much does he harness that? How much does he add his own stamp to the Alabama brand? And guys, that's an amazing stat. I found this the other day. It was in my column yesterday. Do you know that every single Alabama coach but one starting with Bear Bryant I didn't go back farther than that and, and you know that Bear Bryant was very successful at other stops uh so many of their coaches have been successful at other stops Nick Saban was successful at other stops they had a higher seven of the eight coaches that actually coached I didn't include Mike Price because he didn't coach a game at Alabama seven of the eight coaches starting with coach Bryant had higher winning percentages at Alabama than they did elsewhere. If Kalen DeBoer does that with his winning percentage as it is right now, oh boy. And again, that's not likely, but that's, that shows you the power of the Alabama brand. Yeah. That mediocre coaches have won at least 10 games one at least one time at Alabama. Now, only three people have really sustained it, uh, starting with Coach Bryan. Of course, it happened with Wallace Wade and Frank Thomas before that. But Coach Bryant, Coach Stallings, and then Nick Saban—they sustained it, and they they harnessed the, the Alabama brand better than better than anyone else that coached between them or before them.
1: But let me ask you this: uh, Does the brand mean as much as it used to with guys making decisions off of NIL? Uh, I don't. Uh, you know, sometimes the the brands like. It's part of it, but it's down there. It's not number one, uh, where Nick Saban, people may come here with less money because it was Nick Saban, his relationship with the NFL, all the players he has in the NFL. You know, Coach DeBoer hasn't done this yet. Uh, so that maybe they can sell Alabama's done it. Uh, but uh, how important is the NIL right now unless until the rules change? Because I think what you're saying is true. But I think recruiting these days is totally different than it was back then.
8: Well, you're, you, no, you're, you're spot on about that. It's not what it used to be. And, and all you have to do is look at the players who've left. Look at Isaiah Bond, for example. You know, he was part of one of the most iconic plays in Alabama history on 4th and 31. He was the team's leading receiver. He's got a head coach and an offensive coordinator and a, and a receivers coach coming in. That have done an outstanding job in the passing game, in developing receivers, in giving opportunities to receivers. The kind of staff that you would think a wide receiver would want to play for, right? He's going to Texas. And he he said he's doing it 100% because Nick Saban's no longer there. I don't know what kind of NIL deal he got at Texas, but you have to believe that played a very large role in it as well. And then, of course, there's what we don't know because he hasn't said. We can we can surmise that he thinks they'll have more success with Quinn Ewers throwing to him than Jalen Milroe. Yeah. But the Alabama brand, even though he experienced it, uh, wasn't enough to keep him in house. And and there have been other guys leave as well. So yeah, it, it is different in that regard because now guys are looking at at their recruiting decisions as business decisions more than ever. And when Alabama players, you know, that became a common refrain among Alabama players that signed during the Nick Saban era. They made a business decision. And, of course, fans of other schools would wink and nod and say, yeah, we know what that means. But what it really meant, and I'm not saying that never happened, but what it really meant was if you go to Alabama, if you went to Alabama under Nick Saban and you stayed at least three years, and you worked, you were most likely going to get better, you were most likely going to improve your draft stock, and you were going to get paid on the back end with your NFL money when you signed with the NFL, when you were drafted in the first round or the second round. And and then you went on and signed, not necessarily your rookie contract, but your second contract, you signed a really big contract. And in Alabama, remember those recruiting posters they used to put out with how much money Mm -hmm. that their players were making in the NFL? well that that was that was using the brand from a monetary perspective to come here and you can get rich well now kids are looking for they don't have that kind of patience they don't have that kind of vision to to play the long game they want to play the short game well if i can go here and get Seventy-five thousand dollars. Why would I go there for fifty thousand dollars? If I can go here for five hundred thousand dollars, why would I go for there for four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars? They want to get paid now. Yes. Seriously, it's a
3: business. I laugh. It's a business,
1: now it's it's a a business right? When I hear these fans say, "But if they don't want to be here," then just let them go. We want people that want to be <laughs> in. Well, I had a guy tell me that I think pretty got pretty good sources that uh, Isaiah Bomb was making a hundred and something thousand nil here. And Texas offered him six hundred and something. So that's a five hundred. If that's true, yeah, that's a five hundred thousand yeah. dollar raise. Those guys are saying if they don't want to be here, let them go. Would they go for a five hundred thousand dollar raise, Kevin? Somewhere? Would they yeah, leave? exactly.
8: Yeah, yes. exactly. It's hard. Look, and it's hard, <laughs> and it's hard to be critical of a player who does that. Yeah. Because look, their 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 shelf lives are short. Sure. As, as football players. There's no guarantee they're going to play in the NFL. There's no guarantee they're going to be successful in the NFL. I mean, not every receiver is going to be Devontae Smith, uh, and he made some unbelievable catches last night. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a tough game, obviously, but, and the Eagles have had a tough season uh, the second half of the season. But but not everybody is going to be that successful in the NFL. So if you have the opportunity to get paid now and maybe take care of your family, it's not life-changing money. It's not generational money like you can make with a huge contract in the nfl but it's hard to say no to that and how many people yes how many fans who are critical <laughs> saying you know they're mercenaries all they care about is money etc 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 if you had the opportunity to better your family by making significantly more than you're making now you're telling me that you wouldn't consider at least strongly consider changing jobs i mean coaches do it all the time yeah Come
1: no on. Doubt. all right kevin tell them they can find you get all your great stuff
8: yeah, follow me on Twitter slash X at Kevin Skarbinski. That's the best way to keep up with all of the different things that I'm doing. My Monday columns in the the Birmingham Lead. You can go to Birmingham L E D E dot com. Subscribe to that publication. It's like a newspaper thrown into your inbox every morning. You can also subscribe, or you can subscribe to my newsletter if you just want to get my stuff. Subscribe to my newsletter. Scarbo knows it comes out every Thursday about eight o'clock in the morning. Also sent directly to your uh, to your email inbox and if you subscribe to my newsletter you also will get everything that i write for the lead and i'm doing other freelance writing as well working on some different projects so so i hope people will keep up and it should be it's going to be a very very interesting year uh, starting now long before we get to before we get to the kickoff of the first game
1: Yep. thanks kevin
8: thanks guys have a great week
1: Thank you all right uh let's get to break here and we'll Uh, Come back and wrap up this 7 o'clock hour. Open up the phone lines 205 342 9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic.
4: Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We still have our overturned vehicle blocking eastbound McFarland between Westwood School Road and Falls Cutoff. We also have crashes on westbound 2059 at Skyland Boulevard, also at the Northport Tuscaloosa bypass exit. The main problem this morning, though, remains icy conditions which are really prevalent all around the area this morning. If you have to be on the roadway, try to stay ground level if at all possible. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Healthy. Need to know
0: what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: We're going to take Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If you're going to build, build the last going to build that fence, the deck, the purgator, the five-star backyard. The product is Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. We'll get back, take this top-of-the-hour break. Be back up at the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Your list of tied 100.9 SC home of Alabama sports. Trust your
0: trophy. Here's Eddie
9: Garcia. In the NFL, Super Wild Card action wrapped up with a pair of games on Monday. The Bills beat the Steelers 31-17 with Buffalo jumping out to a 21-0 lead. Pittsburgh cut the lead to seven in the fourth quarter, but Josh Allen's fourth touchdown of the game closed it out. He finished with three touchdown passes and a 52-yard touchdown run for Pittsburgh. They've lost five straight playoff games. Buccaneers handled the Eagles 32-9. Tampa Bay outscored Philadelphia 16-0 in the second half to pull away for the win. Buccaneers quarterback Baker Mayfield at 337. seven yards passing and three touchdowns eagle star center jason kelsey told teammates and coaches he's retiring after the game 13 nfl seasons for him he was first time all pro six times including this season so the divisional round is set saturday texans at the ravens in the early game packers at the 49ers in the late game sunday lions host the buccaneers in the early game bills host the chiefs in the late game
1: Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Allstate insurance agent, Andrew Conifer. He's over at 4705. McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Don't just pay your bill. Know what you're paying. Know what you got. Let Andrew and his staff look at your situation. They can run a quote for you if you have a, a problem arise and they know exactly where to send you in this community. That's uh, worth it right there. So give them a call today, 205 722 92 Zero, one, Andrew is my guy. Andrew Conifer, Allstate Insurance. All right, get to the Andrew Conifer hotline and get Digger into the show. Good morning, Digger. Hey, Digger. Digger. Barry. Yes, sir.
10: Well, can you believe I'm walking the dog right now? No. Nah. It's freezing out here, man. He's a Pomeranian with a lot of dog hair and he got to
1: get out. You just let anyway. him open the door, Digger. That dog ain't going to run far. It'll be cold. It'll go. and come right back.
10: <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's freezing out here. But real quick, Scarbinsky, what a sycophant. I mean, my God, what has he got to do to sit there and knock on Isaiah Bond? First of all, Isaiah Bond is not your recruit. I understand that he came from Georgia. Am I right? He's a mercenary. So he left for Texas. Why? Because he wanted to improve on his draft stock. How many touchdowns did he have this year? Four? (laughs) Maybe he thought there was a better greener pasture. I don't know. Come on. Y'all got to be up. There's a a, a, greener greener pasture.
1: Yeah, there's a greener pasture.
9: (laughs) It's called cash. Yeah.
10: Right. Right. But he also wanted to improve on his draft stock. And Chris Jackson is an NFL coach. Receiving coach for Jacksonville before he came to Texas. Not to mention that the system is, you know, it's conducive to the receiver. Sure,
1: we said all and that. I, I we mean, said all that. Y'all
10: got to stop getting butt hurt about players leaving the program. I know y'all want the loyalty and everything. Everybody wants the loyalty, but those days are gone.
2: Well, you wouldn't even be saying this if you hadn't gone to Texas,
1: well, Digger. I didn't. I said that. I didn't blame him if I, if the numbers I heard were true. So, right. So I don't think I'm butthurt. You may be talking about somebody else. It's Scarbency. Oh, I don't think. And he's listen, gonna...
10: I look, look, and, and I know y'all proud of your brand and everything, <laughs> but it's not all that, buddy. I'm telling you, there's nothing special about that poodle skirt A that y'all wear. There's a bunch of A's out there. Appalachian State, Arizona. I'm telling you. Nobody cares about Alabama outside of Alabama. That's not true. You'll find some alumni, okay, in just about every state. But guess what? You'll find that with Texas, UCLA, USD, Kentucky. So I'm just saying. So I'm, you know, I'm listening to this. No, I'm, you are getting upset about it. People
1: across it? the country do care about the brand of Alabama. You're wrong.
10: I tell you what, you know, and, and another thing is, y'all said it's an international brand? I don't think so. When, when Arch Manning committed to Texas, I was in Italy, in March Square in Vienna, okay? Or not Vienna, Vienna. And I got the hook horns from somebody that I don't even know. And the first thing out of his mouth was Manning. So I'm
1: telling you. What does that mean? Well,
10: does that have to do with
2: anything? <laughs>
1: how, how does that relate to Alex? When Nick Saban was over in Paris, they, people were saying "roll tied to him. What's that? What well, does that yeah. Mean?
10: Well, well, and how true is that? That's <laughs> what I wanted. To know. Oh, really? A bunch of French Mongols out there, well, and I you're tr- going to tell I me they're saying roll
2: tide? Uh, all in the world, all in the world that happened was that that uh, they get he, it may be a bit, little bit better situation for him in Texas, but he got a lot more money. That's all in the world that happened.
1: That's yeah, all that happened. Yeah, he got a lot more money playing. Sarks a great coordinator, and they got a good quarterback to throw in the football. <laughs> yeah. Do
10: you agree? Do you agree he's a mercenary? Trust me. Suppose he gets hurt at Texas, I guarantee you he's out of there. He'll go somewhere else. <laughs> well, so I mean he's not committed to the program. He's committed to himself. Well, I mean, you're, sit- you're sitting there with the program,
2: I think Stark's terrific. You're sitting you're sitting there with an opportunity to go and play at home for the national championship and don't make it. Huh? You, you got a chance to play for the national championship on your cotton pick at home field almost and you don't make it?
1: When you were four and a four-and-a-half-point hey. favorite, Digger. And you lost only- to DeBoer. You lost to Coach DeBoer, beat you. Listen, I'm
10: just saying. Look, <laughs> by the way, he's two and zero against. He's two and against Texas. Yeah. Don't worry, we've got you know. Get you a new coach. And
1: I'm just saying. Yeah, y'all better get a new. You coach. know, we had
10: it. We had our chance, but I'm telling you, he was only in his third year. Yeah, but yeah.
1: D- okay. Digger, y'all better get a new. coach. have all of our players. Y'all finally figured out how to beat Coach Saban. You can't beat Coach DeBoer. You better get a new coach that can beat <laughs> Coach DeBoer. <laughs>
10: Don't worry. Hey, look, the reason why we didn't beat Gabor is we didn't have our running back.
1: Oh, my yeah. oh, God. Uh, Wait a minute.
10: Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I found it very he interesting. To, he needs to go somewhere and buy him a running back. Yeah, yeah, I found it very interesting. He used that same excuse against Michigan. Go out there and look at it. He said the reason why we didn't beat Michigan is our running back well, boy now ask you 100%.
9: Let me ask you
1: this: <laughs> Why yeah. would Bo Davis leave Tech, the great Texas?
10: He went to coach his son. Now that's uh, an irritating thing. Well, let me tell you that part. Could he
1: could
9: get his son. His son's that he good. He went
10: to co- his son was coaching his. Listen, his his son was playing at Southeastern Louisiana in Hammond, Louisiana. Right, he was playing football. <laughs> LSU gave him an offer. and he said, "Hey, what? Well, why don't we get your son in here and you can coach him? And that's what he wanted to do. Now, so Texas heard that they couldn't get Bo Davis' son in school. Wow,
7: oh, there are standards Digger, in Texas. It's that it,
10: is they brutal, really man.
1: They lost Bo Davis to LSU. Come on, Digger. Got,
10: that's another Mom.
1: Come on. <laughs>
10: Yeah. This is all, hey, look, I'm telling you, it hurts. We've already lost a recruit over it.
1: Yeah. You got one and, of your – how saying, about that DB? He's going to go back home. He's going to go back home. How about the DB that y'all lost Is going to Auburn? Is he any good?
10: Well, he got an intercepting off of you guys. Maybe <laughs> that's why he's going. I don't know. <laughs> now, he he's way down the chart. But, look, people are going to move around.
1: Yeah,
8: so many you guys got uh, to. What, what, really what moves things? them? What moves around? Huh? What moves
1: them around? What moves them around? What moves them around? What
8: moves them around?
1: Money, money. Thank you very much. You finally get to go walk that dog. Hey, what's Steve Sarkisian's <laughs> record against Coach DeBoer? What is it? <laughs> Say what? it. Say it, Digger. Say it. <laughs> what? What's what's wait? Sarc's, what? What's Sark's record against Coach DeBoer? Say it. Two and oh, no, Two and two. Oh. No, oh and two. Oh, and two.
10: Okay, there you go. zero and two. and two. There you go. All
1: Later. right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I think we won that phone call. All right. Uh, <laughs> back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Good morning, Tim. Save us, Tim, from Digger. Hey,
3: I'm going to change the whole conversation now. <laughs> Has the game with Missouri tonight and Coleman Coliseum been canceled, or is it still being played?
1: It's played. It'll be but played. it
3: played, I guess. Yeah, they don't cancel games like that. Well, hey, home court means a lot. We need to defend home court. As you well know, we can't afford to lose this game dang, tonight. They're we 14 and
1: a half They ain't going to lose hey, a game. Missouri's
3: bad. Hey, that if, the, if that place is empty, it's going to... Coach, you know good and well, you'd be out in a golf cart with a bullhorn riding through sorority hey, But I'm not coaching anymore, and I think in Alabama waxing game
2: wax again. Game tonight. Well, I'm not coaching that's, anymore, so I don't I don't feel yeah, that way but
3: now. That, but that's what you'd do. Barry, what would you do to get people in that gym tonight? You
1: well, can't there. do anything. They ain't going. Cause, well, first of all, Coach DeBoer was going to be introduced, but now he, they say he's too busy, so they're going to introduce him at the Auburn game. So, that's what I heard. Oh,
3: yeah, we- yeah. weather will be better, and there will be a big crowd there. But I, I'm telling you, I, I woke up this morning worried that it's going to be an empty gym. Our guys will be lackluster. Missouri ain't got any pressure on it. And if they upset us tonight. Are you are you, in Silicon Chicago or Gulf Shores? Well, I'm in Silacaga today. Oh, well, you can't
2: give me any, any information. I
1: tell you then. what, Digger. I mean, uh, <laughs> Tim. I'll give you Missouri, and I'll take Alabama, and we can we can wager on it. You gonna do that?
3: <laughs> I ain't, that ain't my point. <laughs> you see my point. I'm concerned. Hey, when you played us at Fairfield, our gym was worth ten points.
1: Yeah. Fairfield's good this, but, this year. Everyone's
3: meeting. It was empty. It wasn't worth 10 points. Your home court ought to be worth 10 points. And I'm just worried we don't. this weather's going to uh, screw us up. Yeah. Take take, it, take it a
1: couple of, of alcohol uh, and go to bed. Tim, they ain't you, gonna can't a, you can't use that as an excuse. You're going to say, oh, my gosh, my God, we ain't going to play good because of the weather. You got to get ready to play regardless. There's one person in there, 15,000. You better be ready. Okay, well, I, I, I,
3: I'm going to be watching it. <laughs> on TV somewhere, but I'm concerned. But, hey, I'm more concerned about a golf match I got Friday morning down in. Georgia. I hope you got it. I ain't, I ain't. I ain't going down there right now.
1: Oh, it'd be. A, why is uh, Florida and Tennessee are playing at four o'clock today on ESPN two? I guess the weather's they playing that earlier to get people there. What are yeah. they doing? Yeah, uh, I guess
3: so. Yeah. Hey, if I'm an athletic director, I'd be giving away. Anybody showed up at the game or whatever, I'd be trying to get a credit in there. It'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a double
1: digit win for Alabama.
3: There you go, fourteen well, lines, fourteen and a half. Hope. Right. I'm I'm counting on it. But anyway, I just worried that game. Go go back talking about
1: football. Game. Well, thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. All right, uh, we'll take this break. We get back. Uh, we'll get uh, back to the phone lines, Dad. We're, we're not going to do the ad today, but uh, I know you. Uh, Talked with Bryant Bank uh, yesterday, and they have agreed to, to come on to be a, a sponsor yep. on Inside the Locker Room. And so we appreciate Bryant Bank uh, getting on board. Great people out at Bryant Bank.
2: Yeah, they really are. Uh, the, uh, Paul Jr. has been a friend of mine for a long time, and he's done a great job establishing those banks throughout uh, the state of Alabama and one right below me, and uh, they do a terrific job. So I look forward to doing what I can do to help. Uh, people know about Bryant Bank and hopefully uh, trade with them, and
3: and
1: uh, I think that you'll find they're good people. Yeah, so we look forward to uh, that relationship with Bryant Bank. There'll be a new sponsor coming up on Inside the Locker Room. All right, take this break. Give back. Phone lines will be open 205-342-9904. No guests this hour, so we can have more calls like Digger. Uh, Digger started out well, uh, but then I think he got he fal- t- He, faltered. he got TKO'd at the end. You listen, Todd, one point is the home of Alabama sports
4: Tied 100.9 Traffic Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan traffic center. A Very stubborn accident that's been with us for a few hours on 2059 westbound at Skyland Boulevard. Three vehicles involved, which is why it's taken a little bit to get it clear and that situation still being worked at this point. Drive time on 2059 between Skyland and the I-359. About 9 or 10 minutes both directions. Roadways, of course, are treacherous this morning. They are wet, they are slippery and even some ice throughout the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Townsend Nissan. Tide 100.9.
0: Tuscaloosa weather.
5: Windy and very cold today. Partly to mostly sunny. The high 26. The windshield index will be in the single digits much of the day. Tonight a hard freeze. Clear with the low at 11. And tomorrow a good supply of sunshine with a high at 37. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 15 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimpenberry on
0: your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can look at the new inventory, use inventory. The 2024s are in. Get out there to see Justin. They will take great care of you. The Grand Hyden. There's a hot new uh, SUV out there. They got great, a lot of great truck options. The Camry, the Toyota RAV. Also, if you go to the website, you can uh, schedule a service right there. Everybody's busy. So go to com. We look forward to visiting with Justin uh, tomorrow. Uh, we got a couple of apps uh, message here. Texas fans are the prime example of what destroyed the Southwest Conference. Uh, when I was at a they were in the Southwest Conference. The reason Texas A&M came to the SEC and why Big 12 had a tough time getting big schools to join their conference. I hated it when they... We're admitted to the SEC, and the majority of the rest of the conference will too very soon. So, I think, you know, Texas arrogance. Uh, and I think uh, Philip said uh, that he's on hold here. Tell dumb bloop digger we signed the kid from Germany. So, let's get to the uh, Yellowwood hotline and get Philip back into the show. Good morning, Philip. Well, <laughs> that, that was it.
3: Tell, tell our international digger that we got a kid from Germany. And uh, I
1: think we signed Orlando Salim and last year. I think he's from Sweden. Yeah, uh, Alabama is a national brand. Obviously, Nick Saban is a brand of himself. Uh, but, uh, you know, well, how do I know well, they're telling the truth? Or how do we know he's telling the truth about what he heard in Sweden about, uh, about yeah. Manning? So who knows? But whatever. Well, no, well, that's my new nickname for Digger,
3: International Digger. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, Phillip? Um uh, basketball team's playing good and and uh Nelson's getting his arms up, he's tipping shots, he's deflecting passes, he's blocking shots. He was he was huge overnight. He played a great defensive game. Yes. You told us you told me that uh Alabama was gonna get beat by South Carolina. I did. I put I, I, I predicted us to go man and man in the league. I sure did, boy. I sure did. Not gonna be nine nine. You got a race to go, but um it's after a great great start. I was uh, I was uh, hung up on that Clemson loss. I told and, you they're, they're gonna be fourteen four, so write it down. They're gonna be 14-4. they four. They're gonna be four. Yes, you th- did. I mean you I mean you're you may be dead on, Coach. I you mean, may be dead he, on.
1: He told you that Texas was gonna be out, but No, but he flipped on that one. He told you Nick Saber was gonna retire. Uh y'all laughed at us about that. Uh so Who knows?
3: He knows a lot. I mean, he he knows a lot. I wish we, I wish he could tell us who the quarterback's coach is going to be. We'd get us a, quarterback. a
1: quarterback coach. coach
2: quarterback coach? Sir? It's going to be the offensive Quarter, coordinator. Quarterback. I'm sorry. Corner. Corner. Defensive back. Quarterback.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know
1: that. Yeah, well, that's what we need right now. We'll, we'll yeah, get one. We'll, we'll get one. We'll get one. Well,
3: there you go.
1: Fun show today, y'all be good. All right, uh, now in this nil world of recruiting, I really believe you know guys would take less money to come play for Nick Saban uh, because Nick Saban's connection with the pros. When they bring you on a visit, they walk you down that hall, and they got all those guys that are in the NFLs pictures on there. They've got the uh, deal of how much money all these guys are making. I think it's over a billion dollars uh, if you combine all the. Uh, players that uh, Nick Saban has coached, can Alabama coach DeBoer still use that? Uh, as this is what Alabama did. Well, How, what does he do there with that? I think uh, to
2: some extent you're right, and to some extent you're not quite right. I think I think if their family situation is is not good, um, that uh, coach coach doesn't matter. If they got if they have a chance to make double what they're making or triple what they're making, I think they go to they go somewhere else. Personally. There are cases where you come in and your family's in great shape, and you're having a big time. You got a big car to start with, uh, where you you stay with coach. So I think it's I think it's basically uh, on the families or on the kid with the family as to whether he. And I think you're right in some degree. A coach certainly does that, and uh, I also think that the, the thing you could, that is a concern is will the money flow in with him gone. Um I was with him at his uh, standing beside him, as had to be standing beside him at his golf tournament when when the monies were starting to come in and we weren't getting any. They weren't getting much. And he was you know, he was adamant about it, saying that, you know, people need to I've already said this on the show before, but that they need they needed to contribute because of what they had already done. In that year, I think they lost a couple of games. I, I, I think, um, I think your new coach is going is going to have a hard time with that. I hope I'm wrong. I think he's a good recruiter, but it's not quite recruiting the way it used to be. I think he's going to have a hard time with that. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: All right, I want to ask you this: uh, You took exception, uh, not in a bad way. I mean, you have a different opinion of what Kevin said about when. You know, he talked about he was going to ask Coach a question, one question every day. Now we obviously know he's not going to ask Coach a question every uh, day. But what – and you thought it was good. Uh, and I, I think it's – I don't think it's bad. I think Nick Saban – I think – like Steve Spurrier, I, I don't think he wanted Florida to win. So, you know, that, him hanging around I don't think was good. I think Nick Saban wants his program to continue. What kind of questions should he ask Nick Saban? Should they be football Technical questions, uh, recruiting questions, uh, okay. about boosters like who can I depend on, who who can help me do this? What, well, all of the above. What what are some of the primary things he should lean on, Coach? About
2: the athletic director can give him what money he needs, probably because of the money that comes in from the conference office. The athletic could, if the funds don't come in quite as good as they as you would like for them to come in, because Nick Saban is gone um basically because the athletic director hired his coach he hired this coach it's his, it's his hire just like it is in basketball he's more likely to give him the all the a lot of the money that comes in from the from the conference office and so that's certainly a plus for for uh the boys no doubt about that the question that coach uh needs to be asked and I think I think behind the scenes that you visit with coach as much as you could. Number one, because of coach's personality, and the difference is 100 percent different than Steve Spurrier. He wants them to do well, but he wants to stay out of it. That's the reason he's at Paul, that's the reason he's at the stadium, close enough to help him, but far enough away not to coach him, not to coach. And he's 88 now at the gate. He's not going to be part of anything, as far as speaking to raise money or anything like that. He's not going to raise money for this guy, guy or raise his own money. So I think the recruiting questions of the organization as to how they recruited and, uh, and how they did with, with coach Ponder uh, as to, as to how they organized that is questions that he asked, because that, that, that enlightens you in the fact of getting players, and regardless of what people say, players win games. Yeah, you got to coach them. Yeah, you got to get them in the right spots at times. But basically, they win games. So I think I think it's smart for him to ask him every day. And the reason he said that publicly was it so that people wouldn't say, "Well, he's he's marked his mark." You know, he doesn't care anything about whatever's happened. He he showed a love and a like for coach, and and coach has done a good job. And, and should a coach have been there, he should. He certainly should have been there. It showed me a lot. You know, had he gotten fired? uh, Had he gotten fired? No. But the way things went out, yes.
1: Um. Now, coach gonna have an office, so I don't know what that means. Uh, (laughs) Supposedly he's in Jupiter, Florida, now for the month. Uh, But I mean, coach can obviously call him. Um, But he's got him a little office over there. you know, he's, I'm assuming, still employed by the university in some fashion. Uh, that allows him to use that plane you know, <laughs> well. Well, he hasn't
2: changed his cell number either because I, yeah, well, I, I got had, a hold of on that. He,
1: he texts. We know that because you said that he texts you back. Um, when spring practice starts, do you think Coach will ever, I'm not saying every day, will he ever go over there and just kind of Watch a little bit, just kind of go on, mm, or not. I
2: think after the years go, after a year or so goes by, he might. I don't think the first year. Um, you know, they're they're, they're good questions. Uh, coach, what do, what do, Coach Saban? What do I do? What do, how do we handle Cedric? Does Cedric does Cedric work for you and help us? You he know, I mean that those are the kind of questions. That's not. I mean, that's nothing. That's no question at all. That's a that's a question.
1: How do you ask him now? Say, hey, Coach, um, where are we? Where where are we lacking depth? Uh, Where do Where do I need to get? I mean, I see all these guys, but these guys behind haven't played much. What have you seen in practice? Uh, Because the guys that he's not bringing back, Tommy Reese is not going to really want to tell you about (laughs) your offensive guys because you're not bringing him back, and you're not. And and out of respect to him, you're not going to lean on him for that. You got Freddie Roach, you got Gillespie, but do you? Do you lean on coach there? Where did you sure. where did you feel like you guys were okay and where yeah. do I need to be looking in yeah. the portal position wise? I'm
2: trying to make this I'm trying to I'm trying to get this program going and I need some inside information. I'm not I'm not going I'm not going to ask a guy down the street who likes Alabama football. I'm going to ask the guy that his opinion what he think, but it's going to be between he and I. I may ask him three questions. I may ask him three questions in one day and the next day and I may ask him
1: nothing. If you ask him three, do you have to take three days off?
2: No, you just you just find out as much as you can find out because look, getting better players than your opponent and getting them to play is the key to success. In football, basketball, tidly wings. You gotta get better players than your opponent and get them to play.
1: All right. People are saying that Kirby Smart hired Tavares Robinson to get Caleb Downs. I mean, obviously, you're not going to hire a guy for one player. Now, that. Does that factor in? Sure, Caleb Downs, best player Alabama's got, uh, and people's calling—they're calling Kirby a snake now, Justin and Dad. He's a snake. Well, Kirby's responsibility is to make Georgia as good as it can be. Would you call Kirby a snake because nope. he hired Tavares? Yeah. I would call that smart. Uh, I just
2: answered the question at the very beginning that the the transfers will leave Alabama now because the coaches who did not want to bother coach. Coach for him, gave them a break, defensive coordinator for eight years, guy that had a problem and coach hired him, those kinds of people. The only one that didn't have any gratitude is the phony is a $2 bill is uh, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, They all brag about Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin never was going to get this job. Lane Kiffin, they're so dumb Lane Kiffin cost Alabama the Ohio State job. He cost a man. Yeah, yeah, game. That's exactly right. And Lane Kiffin was never going to get the job. They can Lane Kiffin all they want to, and he's real cute on Twitter.
1: Yeah, like Lane and everybody, people do to just salad. Why wow. and like, what? What? He's had a good record over there. What big game has Lane Kiffin won? Just they
2: wouldn't be around him. 50, they wouldn't be around him thirty minutes in a setting if they have their mind mind change. Not not just not just man on man visit on visit. Group on group, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be around in thirty cotton picking minutes. Alabama people, they have they have their mind changed.
1: What, what has Lane Kiffin beat Georgia? He hadn't beat Alabama. He hadn't won a, He's won big over there for for them. Uh, but I think LSU
11: games is about all I can think of.
1: Yeah, they weren't. I mean, the people that were wasting their breath saying that you got to hire Lane Kiffin were just. They weren't ever going to hire Lane Kiffin. Never. Alabama's not going to hire Lane Kiffin. Now, you no. could say they're wrong, and they're not. It's a new era now, and you got to put right. all this behind. You can say that all you want, but you don't know Alabama. They Beats are not look, hiring Lane Kiffin. The <laughs> people that you hire,
2: you have to work with, and they have to be loyal to you as an athletic director or whatever. You have to work with them daily. Bull crap on that.
1: Huh. If you fire a guy... The week of the national championship, how bad must it have been? And you think the people, the Ellis Ponders and uh, Greg Burns and Nick Sabins are ever going to forget that? They're going to think this guy cost them a national championship, uh, so they're not hiring the guy. So, oh, just stupid. Oh my goodness! All right, let's. Go ahead, so I, I was going
11: to yeah. say though, with the uh, Kirby Smart thing as well. Like people forget the whole deal when he left here is he took a picture of our recruiting. Yeah, but that's and left. Yeah, oh, but now.
1: If Kirby Smart wanted to come, I'd have hired him. Now yeah, I love DeBoer, but if Kirby Smart wanted to come back, Kirby Smart's the best coach in the SEC. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Bear, uh,
11: you, you know he's going to the Falcons, is what they say. He ain't <laughs> going no Falcons.
1: Yeah, he's going to the Falcons. All right. He, going he may go there. watch him play. He might go over and watch him practice, uh, huh. but he ain't going to the Falcons. He ain't going no Falcons. My am coast of Falcons. All right, let's tell him either. about. This has got a good job. Let's tell him about Bob Prince and Prince Clover and Hayes. Prince Clover and Hayes,
2: Three, four, five, one, two, three, four. They're outstanding to be around. They know the law, they know the changes in the law. They realize the problem that you're coming if you've had an accident and you're. You need some help financially, certainly, and you need some help to cover the problems that you have. These guys will go to bat for you, and they'll do a good job with you. They'll, first of all, visit with you visit with you when you call them and tell you if you have a chance to go further with it. And then you'll go by 701 Ricevine Road and visit with them in person at three four five one two three four. if you have a question there. I think you'll find Prince Glover and Hayes are honest
1: and good. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines are open, 205-342-9904. Other games in the SEC tonight, we'll look ahead. We'll look at those games. We'll get Dad to pick the winners of these games uh, tonight. Uh, with uh, I already know he's going to pick Alabama to beat Missouri, but we'll look at the other three games. Listen, tied 100.9 is home of Alabama
8: sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers.
6: Under the biggest- For more from Tide 100.9... Yeah. Let's
0: it fly! And fix it! Whoa. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Locker. I want to get y'all's opinion on this. Uh, some people would probably argue with me. I think one of the dumbest rules and I didn't even know his rule uh, until last week, that the NCAA has is that if a coach leaves, you open the portal back up for 30 more days for that particular school. So Washington's uh, is open, Arizona's is open, Alabama's is open. It's created an absolute mess. Uh, And the reason it's stupid is not that, you know, hey, guy, if you're a – uh, a great receiver and they bring in a, a new staff brings in a running quarter a, quarter, a quarterback who's a running quarterback or you bring in a coach that has a totally different, but they can go through the spring, Justin, and then the portal opens again. So they could actually practice with this staff, go through it, let the staff evaluate them and them evaluate the staff. And then they could do it, but to open it up, for Alabama and for Washington and for Arizona to have people come in here now and just picking at your particular guys is, is a bad thing. It's, it's, it's just not right. Uh, y'all agree with me? Am I, am I off base here? Dad, I'll go with you first then Justin. Well, I think, uh,
2: uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's important for opening it up like that. Now, you know, if you have a kid there and you think that, you know, the, the, Personalities and all are, are different, and you, you, to some degree, you might give them a short
1: period of time. But well, they can go after the spring; no, it opens back up, and okay. then. Well,
2: then they can they can wait and go after that. Then I, I would say that I would
1: agree with that. Justin, uh, if you don't agree, disagree, but I, I just don't think it's opening up for thirty days. It's created an absolute mess here, and these guys are already in class. Uh, if they have to leave now, they got to drop out of their classes. All that, just your thoughts about them opening up for 30 days.
11: No, I, I, I agree with you as well. We're at a point now in college football where free agency is more open in college than it is in the NFL. Like, could you imagine if the Patriots and the Seahawks and the Chargers, if all of their whole team immediately became free agents just because their coach left? That's yeah. essentially what we're doing. Yeah, And like you said, it even, even regardless of this new 30-day period because of Saban retiring, they were going to have a chance to do it again in just a a month or so here in the spring.
1: Yeah, it sounds corny, but people always say, Hey, don't just pick it because of the coach, pick a school that fits uh, what you want uh, academically uh, as far as uh, how far it is from your home, what you're looking for, because coaches come and go. (laughs) So if you know that on the front end, then these situations, uh, that, that shouldn't be a rule. It's a, it's, I didn't know it was a rule. I had to text Gary to even ask him when it happened. I was like, that, is that really a rule? Because it's such a bad, bad rule, especially with NIL behind it. Uh, it's terrible. All right, let's turn our attention to hoops. SEC basketball is off to a, uh interesting start there. You got Florida Dad who... Um, Absolutely annihilated Arkansas. They are playing at four o'clock today at, on ESPN two, and they are going to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee stole that game at Georgia. Georgia had that game won. I uh, was playing unbelievable. I actually stopped watching it, and it and it was floored that Tennessee actually won this game. The line is nine and a half. Tennessee's favored. Uh, just your thoughts about Florida Tennessee tonight.
2: well your head on there. Uh, no reason for. Georgia, Georgia, been a little bit smarter towards the last five minutes of the game. I think they'd have won it, um, but they got too cute. I thought uh, Tennessee's good. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're not. Basically, they they brag about their defense. Their defense is good, but it uh, they've got they've got a good team. They have got good players, and they've got good depth. Um, you know, there'll be a lack of a crowd there, even though even though Tennessee's bigger basketball. Audiences generally speaking, I'd say that uh, I don't know about the line, but I think Tennessee wins it.
1: All right. Here's another one of these scheduling deals that makes me mad. Uh, you got Missouri and Alabama guys playing at six o'clock. All right. That's central time zone. You got Georgia going to South Carolina. The game's at 8 o'clock Central, which is 9 o'clock Eastern. Stupid. So you got Alabama. You could have played their game at at 8, 7. But no, you're going to play the East Coast team at 9 o'clock instead. The two East Coast teams for Georgia, South Carolina. That's dumb, in my opinion. Uh, Well, based
2: on. South Carolina's a a
1: five-and-a-half-point favorite. Go ahead. It's
2: based based on, uh, on the numbers that they feel like are watching the games. Uh, they think that people in the eastern areas um up later, I guess, or that eastern areas maybe watch it more than they do down here in the south. I'm not sure about that, but it has something to do with television. Alabama um has had good wins. Their, their team got by the Mississippi State game because they, they kept it close, and Mississippi State missed six free throws that, that won the game. Uh um uh, Nate says the defense got better and I think it was better. They they played they played well. So they'll they'll win this one. Uh Missouri is not playing anywhere close as good as they did last year. Uh Missouri I thought was going to be better this year than they have been. Um I think Alabama I think Alabama wins it uh
1: fans or no fans. Uh Georgians I guess the next would be Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, South, South Carolina. Carolina. South Carolina five and a half point favorite, probably the surprise team in the league, two and one, 14 and two overall.
2: Well, uh, going and I don't. Each game takes on its own personality, but going to going to Missouri and winning the way South Carolina did was a big win for them. They come in here with and got get blown out seventy four forty seven. But um, Georgia has played well, as as Barry's mentioned. They've done a good job, won some games, playing better. Uh, crowd is in there. That Georgia crowd is not not the kind of crowd that you you know they're they're there, but they're not they're not not like not like an orange crowd. So um, I think if, I think a close game. Um, and the only reason I was pick South Carolina is, is because I guess they're playing at home. But so I think it'll be a close game. I'll take South
1: Carolina. All right. Uh been lost this team. Uh, they're at home tonight against Texas A&M, eight o'clock SEC Network. A&M's a uh, uh, one and two. Uh, Arkansas's zero and three. Uh, two teams that were picked to be pretty high in the league. Uh, A&M's favored two. If Arkansas has not lost this team, then I got to think they're going to rally and win this game. They got to have this game, or pretty much everything's starting to go out the window. Uh, what's your thoughts there? As, as you know, when you start losing like this 0-3 and, and getting beat that bad, how do you get these guys, they got to get one win to kind of get this thing turned around. What does Musselman need to do? Because you know, we don't know the character of his players, but uh, what, what's happening there and what will happen in this game?
2: Well, he's 0-3 and, and he's 9-7, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood overall. Um, he's not going to get them back. They're not playing very hard, but very, very smart. He's a little bit disgusted with them. Um, from what I can understand, he's made the comments that they misjudged some people. Uh, they took the Mac kid, who I thought was very good, came in against Auburn and played great from Houston. And uh, they, they got him, and uh, they, they act like now they're they having him. They're disgusted with him. I thought he was a pretty good player. Um, so uh, they're, they're not going to win the league with three losses already in places they have to go. They're not going to win the league. And uh, Arkansas is not gonna win the league and, I, and neither is uh there's only there's only, there, there are four teams that have a chance to win the league. Four teams. Uh, I'll pick I'll pick Arkansas tonight, which I think I'm picking the wrong one, but I'll say Arkansas. There are four teams that have a chance to win the league. That's Alabama, Auburn, uh, Tennessee, and Kentucky. You can leave out you can leave out A and M, Arkansas. A and M and Arkansas win the mix. Those two have already dropped out. I've uh, already mentioned to you. There's always a team in the top part of the league that's going to play worse. They're picked high, and that's Arkansas. And there's one in the bottom part of the league or in the middle part of the league that's going to play better than you think, and that's that's Georgia and South Carolina. So they're playing each other tonight. One of them dropped down. So uh, Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky
1: is Auburn the best team in the league right now?
2: I would say they play. Uh, they're playing as good as anybody. They'll come to Alabama uh, after Saturday. Saturday, uh, they'll come to Alabama on the twenty fourth uh, for for a tough game. So, uh, I, I personally think uh, my my guess, and, and I can be dead wrong, and you can get me. Uh, my guess for Alabama, their league, their league record will be fourteen four.
1: Yeah. Uh, so. Auburn just kind of peering ahead, as Dad said, when they come in. They're at Vanderbilt uh, tomorrow, so they should uh, win that, hopefully. Uh, and Vanderbilt's
2: playing a little
8: bit yeah,
1: better. It's not a given. And then they got Ole Miss at home, so then they travel here. So they could certainly be uh, undefeated coming into uh, Tuscaloosa, which I, I this is a 6-30 game. I always don't understand why they don't put that game. Uh, on Saturday, uh, but uh, nobody asked me. So, all right, we'll take this last break. We'll come back, wrap up the show, we'll take a couple phone calls. You guys want to jump in, 205-342-9904. You listen to Ty, and tell me, call and tell me what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles. Good, Lance, I've never seen a team that looked so good finish so poorly. You tied to Ty, 100.9, it's the home of Alabama Sports.
4: Tied 100.9, Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Camera shots all around the area showing snow flurries popping up, and there are some locations with snow and or frost on the ground, so you've got a lot to contend with if you have to be out this morning. The good news is most folks do seem to be staying home, but those who are out there also have a couple of accidents to encounter. One of them is westbound 2059 at Skyland Boulevard. Three-vehicle crash that's been there most of the morning, but we really haven't noted any major backup. With your Tuscaloosa traffic, now I'm Ray Romero
0: Catch Christian and Corey Miller Every weekday here on Tide 100.9.
7: Coming up tomorrow On the Miller's Edge it is Official. Caleb DeBoer met with T-Rob and T-Rob is going To stay in Georgia. Who's next? The deepest coordinator. Alabama Crimson Tide. Christian and I will discuss tomorrow right here on the Miller's Edge. Tune in
0: 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. (laughs) Yeah! Tune in
5: to Tide. 100.9 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Windy and very cold today. Partly to mostly sunny. The high 26. The wind chill index will be in the single digits much of the day. Tonight, a hard freeze. Clear with a low at 11. And tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine with a high at 37. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 16 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside
0: the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Think Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern, great sponsor on Inside the Locker Room. Always remember, go to Yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. And if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't. Tomorrow, excuse me, I'm
2: sorry. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, Jack Crow will be on at 7:30. Uh, I think that's a good time to have him on. Uh, He was an offensive coordinator, and you know, offensive coordinator here got that out when went came in, Was there going to be any difference there? So I don't have an 815.
1: no well, we got Bill Cameron. Is Bill out tomorrow? No,
2: Bill's not. Bill's not gonna All be
1: right. Maybe we'll try to get, uh, maybe I'll get Chris Lowe's number and we'll try to see yeah. if we can get him on. That would, uh, be, that would be good. And yeah. then uh, on
2: Thursday, uh, we have JC and, and uh, we have Bucky from okay. Sanford. Yeah. It provided that they, they're playing, they're playing tonight. And he told me last night, provided they get home from the snowstorm. And uh, he got him on. He, he's going to be on because Bill Cameron's not going to be on. Well, because that's thir- uh, th- Thursday he got J.C. and Bucky. So we yeah.
1: Got- uh, I forgot about J.C. Uh, J- uh- Bill Cameron. All right. Uh, that, um, Cecil Hurt uh, was always uh, a guy that Coach trusted. uh yeah. that He leaned on. Uh, Coach dealt more with, I think, some of the local people here were a little frustrated because Coach would rather deal with the national guys than the local mm-hmm. guys. Uh, and now, he, uh, he, then at the end, he had kind of turned to Chris Lowe. Uh, he was kind of the guy that was going to break everything for Alabama, so now, anything that happens, if he hires a coordinator, Chris Lowe's the first to know. If he's gonna, yeah. if they hired Coach DeBoer, Chris Lowe's the first to know. Nick Saban's gonna retire, Chris Lowe's the first one to know. How does that happen? This just oh, kinda uh, trustworthy, trust.
2: I think maybe a, a trustworthy from the back. Things have happened that we don't know about, but he's trust him, and uh, I think um, I think one of the problems that he people have, or he has it that. Um, say this: uh, the the questions that he has asked by some of the local people, I think he feels are ridiculous, are um, not not need, were needed or weren't. just didn't make any sense at times when they went through stuff like that. So, I think he went more to the to the. You know, there are there are some guys out of state who are, are not very good at all. Um, we uh, we got some
1: in the state of, you know, whatever. So I don't know. I don't really know that. I'm kind of beating around the bush with it, but I don't know. Uh, what about you, Justin? Uh, Chris Lowe, he's the, you know, I don't I don't even know who he would lean on with the Tuscaloosa News anymore. That's kind of. Uh,
11: Nick Kelly is the guy at the Tuscaloosa yeah. News now. But like you said, since Cecil, Cecil Hurt um, unfortunately passed away, yeah, Chris Lowe's, been the guy? It seems like Chris Lowe's the guy, at least. Uh, well, this- put it this way. When we were practicing, we just got through. I was uh, showing
1: my team film, and everybody said, oh, Co- coach's retiring. Everybody's phone was dinging up. We got one of my players who's a big Georgia fan. He was celebrating in the locker room. I got another player who happens to be my son He's going to Auburn. He was laughing at how uh, disappointed all the guys were in the locker room. So we had it. But I said, did Chris Lowe report it? And they said, yeah, Chris. So when I saw that Chris Lowe reported it, I knew it was was true. (laughs) So I looked a little to see if if he said it, then I was going to believe it. Until he said it, I wasn't going to believe it. Correct, Beth? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, that's it for today's show. We're going to get out of here. Gary, uh, Gary, show is next. So keep it locked in. Gary will be ready to roll. Gary is always digging, so I'm sure he'll have some great inside information. He was on top of that Womack thing last night. Gary's the one that likes to try to run out there and be first, but he was letting me know that that was going to happen before it went public, so uh, so I'm sure Gary will have some good juicy information uh, for you about uh, Alabama staff uh, there this morning. We appreciate you, Justin. Uh, you guys be safe out there. And we'll be back tomorrow morning, bright early at 7 a.m. with Jack Crow at 7.30. As always, love talking to Coach Crow. You're just a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Stay warm, everybody.